0: Hey there, and welcome to a new episode of Stock Break, your weekly opportunity to dive into public companies as we break down their business activity, fundamentals, and potential value. I'm Josh Gilbert, market analyst, Eddie Toro, and let's get into it. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation, or an offer of, or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular investment objectives or financial situation, and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results. hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of stock break my name is Josh Gilbert today we're going to be analyzing the e-commerce powerhouse that is Amazon we're here to help you understand Amazon's business model how they make their money and what's ahead and we're going to do that in under 30 minutes but before we get started if there is anything that you want covered across these stocks please let us know and don't forget to like share subscribe Give us a rating and send it, of course, to maybe some friends who who are investing as well. If you're listening to this in podcast format and you would like to watch with the presentation, there is a link in the bio that you can head over to YouTube and watch. And just a quick reminder that this presentation is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, personal recommendation or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. So on to Amazon. The company has come a very long way since its humble beginnings as an online bookseller to now being the biggest online retailer in the world. I think calling them a retailer, though, probably doesn't do the business enough justice. They've since grown well beyond e-commerce, into cloud computing, media and, of course, advertising. And we'll get on to that throughout this episode however it has been a tough couple of years for amazon since soaring during the pandemic they hit a new record high in 2021 but shares are down more than 30 percent in the last two years so the big question here is is that can amazon continue to reward investors over the next few years or has this tech giant seen its best days well let's find out So we'll start back at the beginning, give you some history. And and as I mentioned a moment ago, Amazon started as an online bookseller. Yes, it did simply start with with just books. It was founded in 1994 by Jeff Bezos, who I'm sure, as most of us are aware of, know exactly who he is. And he is one of the richest men in the world as of 2023. The name actually comes from the Amazon River. But initially, Bezos wanted to call the company Relentless. And an interesting fact, if you actually search relentless.com, it will direct you to the Amazon website. In the first month of Amazon's launch, they'd sold books to in more than 50 states in the US and in 45 different countries. This was all simply out of Bezos's garage in Seattle. The servers that the company used required so much power that Bezos and his wife couldn't run a hairdryer or a vacuum in the house without blowing a fuse. So it just shows the lengths that he went to. But from his garage in 1994, the business went to Wall Street in 1997. Bezos took the company public. Amazon listed for $18 a share and it soared 30% on its first day of trading. Investors that took part in that IPO uh, and still own those shares today are more than likely millionaires. We can probably almost guarantee that they are millionaires. This is really a Wall Street story. This is a, a real Story from Wall Street. The share price has has grown by more than 130,000%. Yes, I did say that right. That's 130,000% since its IPO. So an investment of $10,000 at Amazon's IPO would be worth a whopping $13 million today. That amounts to a compound annual growth rate of about 32% which is five times greater than the compound annual return of the benchmark S&P 500 index over the same period. So look, Amazon investors have been rewarded and we're going to get on to if they will be continued to be rewarded over the next few years. But one thing I do want to mention is that given we have seen that dramatic you know, increase in price over the last twenty plus years. Amazon has actually split its stock four times over its history in order to lower the share price. The most recent stock split split occurred on June sixth, twenty twenty two. The stock split twenty for one, and to put the splits into context, one Amazon share in nineteen ninety eight would now be worth two hundred forty Amazon shares today. And ultimately, stock splits change nothing about the fundamentals of the business. And what it does do, though, is it obviously, as I say, lowers that price. So the 20 to one stock split took the share price from around about two and a half thousand dollars to about one hundred and twenty dollars a share. It helps in terms of retail psychology of the stock. And I think the best way for me to sort of try and describe this is think of it as the stock market's equivalent of exchanging a twenty dollar note for two ten dollar notes. That's the best way I've ever heard it explained. And that's the best way to explain a stock split. So after the IPO per Amazon, really on the map, 1998 was the inflection point. The company extended beyond books, started selling CDs, but the company was dramatically understaffed in the holiday season. Over 1998, every employee had to take a graveyard shift in their fulfillment centers to meet orders. They would bring friends, family, and would often sleep in their cars before going to work the next day. And after that period, Amazon vowed that it would never have a shortage of labor to meet demand in the holiday seasons, which is why Amazon hires so many seasonal workers today. By early 2000, Amazon had then shipped 20 million items to over 150 countries around the globe and had launched its third party seller marketplace, and it became the biggest online sales platform in the world. But it wasn't all plain sailing for Amazon. had to contend with the dot-com bubble. Although we know Amazon obviously survived the dot-com crash, it took a huge hit. Its share price crashed by more than 90% over the two years of the dot-com bubble. But thanks to Bezos' management and infusion of cash, Amazon did weather the storm, and savvy investors would have been rewarded for buying that dip, if you like, when Amazon fell by 90% shares still climbed more than sixteen thousand percent since 2001 so again just shows that amazon have been through a tricky periods but have come out the other side then from there amazon reached its first profitable quarter in 2001 and this demonstrated to investors that the company had a viable business model and could eventually become profitable then amazon went on to launch two key parts of the business which have been essentially imperative to their business model today The first was Amazon Web Services in 2003 and Amazon Prime in 2005. So now Amazon is how we know it today, which we'll break down in a moment through their revenue segments. But first, who is running Amazon? Well, we've mentioned his name a few times, but Jeff Bezos was the man behind Amazon and led the ship until 2021 when he stepped down and passed the reins to AWS CEO at the time. Andy Jassy, who took the top spot. Bezos, though, takes over the role of executive chair. He plans to focus on new products, initiatives, also some more personal time away from the business. But Jassy has been with Amazon since 1997, around that time of its IPO. So he knows the business like the back of his hand. Obviously, it has the trust of Bezos as well, but he is now obviously navigating the business through a period of slowing growth, a tough economic environment, so he's going to have some challenges ahead. It's worth mentioning as well that Amazon has faced some issues with workers and culture over its time, which started even back in the 90s, as I mentioned earlier, with people sleeping in their cars and pulling graveyard shifts. It has a fair rating of about 38 eight on Glassdoor for employee satisfaction. So Jassy has done well over that time to, to sort of keep employees happy, but there is certainly, excuse me, room for improvement. They now have more than 1.5 million employees worldwide, down from the 1.6 million in 2021. Its headcount was reduced with broad layoffs over the last two years, so through 2022 and 2021, to help cut costs, given the sort of the tough economic environment that the business and the world is facing through 2022 and 2023. So now let's dive into the company's financial and its business structure a little bit more to to sort of help you understand how this business makes its money amazon is a powerhouse as i mentioned earlier and it generates hundreds of billions of dollars in revenue every year from its multiple business segments and in 2022 it was the largest sorry the third largest company by revenue just behind walmart and saudi aramco with over 513 billion dollars in revenue its revenue growth over the years has been impressive with more than 20 percent growth yearly from 2015 until 2022 where growth was just 9.4 percent for 2023 though the market expects that to slow down again with revenue set to grow by just 8 percent to 555 billion dollars so not bad at all a half a trillion dollars So this is a good time to break down Amazon's revenue by various business segments. Amazon generated over half a trillion dollars in revenue in 2022, as we said there. But there were seven main parts of the business that we'll break down. The main revenue driver comes from online stores with $220 billion in revenue, then $117 billion from third-party sellers, $80 billion from AWS, almost $38 billion from advertising, 35 billion dollars from subscription services 19 billion dollars in physical stores and over 4 billion dollars from other sources so an absolute powerhouse as we mentioned and online stores obviously drives revenue but what drives profitability well that comes from amazon's web services also known as aws what which is what we mentioned there it's a crucial part of the business. Public cloud computing is one of the fastest growing industries in the world, and given its size and growth rate, it's set to be one of the biggest industries in the world in the future. So AWS currently leads the market and is the biggest public cloud provider. As I said, this is key to Amazon's profitability. Its revenue is growing at a rapid rate with 28% growth for 2022, but the market does expect this to slow down in 2023 to about 13%. So looking at the profitability for Amazon, it it is subdivided into three operating profit segments, which can be seen on the chart in the presentation. So again, if you're listening on podcast, head over to the YouTube to, to have a look at some of these charts. We've got North America, International, and AWS. Then we combine those numbers. So AWS is the key driver of prof- profitability here, at twenty three billion dollars in operating income in twenty twenty two, whilst both North America and international segments made losses in twenty twenty two, losing two billion dollars and seven point seven billion dollars respectively. So that's just that's really important to note. That we'll touch on it a little bit later, but. Sort of anything outside of AWS is, is ultimately still in a growth period. They're still expanding heavily. So inventory and fulfillment are very extensive in terms of capital requirements, hence why they are seeing losses in the biz- business segments outside of AWS. But they are critical for enabling customer experience. And that is good news, despite not being profitable. They give the company very strong moats. And in short, the e-commerce platform aims to enable as many customers as possible via, you know, convenience, variety, and of course, service. Amazon is likely to make money from it in future. It's likely to be profitable, but may take, you know, a number of years to do that. But ultimately, this e-commerce platform runs scale, runs for convenience, variety, as, as we sort of said there. So now we're going to take a look at its cash. We know that Amazon generates billions of dollars in revenue, but we know that it spends billions of dollars, given that if it wasn't for AWS, there would be an operating loss. But despite that, Amazon has actually managed to grow its, its cash position very well over the last 10 years. In 2022, they finished with about $54 billion, up about 48%, a healthy sum, to say the, to say the least. But for 2023, the market expects this to grow again by 32%, which is pretty significant in the current period to $72 billion. Now, something that is slightly concerning and something to keep an eye on for investors is its declining cash flow. Um, something Jeff Bezos has previously heavily focused on, which is is why this number is, is quite surprising. In 2022, free cash flow declined to over $10 billion. This was down to a couple of reasons. falling earnings. And higher operating costs growing stock-based compensation amazon's capital investments have grown property and equipment as we say they're still in that sort of growth phase so again that's you know not something that's great for investors given that amazon has focused on that over the years but that is where the bad news ends because ultimately amazon looks poised to turn things around in 2023 the market expects amazon to be cash flow positive by 20 billion dollars in 2023 and that comes down to a number of reasons over the past year as i said earlier amazon has taken plenty of measures to reduce costs they're looking to improve cash flow once again aid profitability as we said earlier their most sort of you know public step was obviously in their, their staff layoffs But they are streamlining costs. And Andy Jassy has been has been key about that over time. So just a quick reminder that if you are enjoying this episode, give us a like, a share, subscribe, head over to the YouTube channel, of course, to to give us a watch and leave us a comment. Let us know what stocks you want to see. So we're going to move on to now the financial margins and ratios. Firstly, we're going to look at ratios and the first area to look is is the price to earnings ratio now this number has always been relatively high for amazon given it has always been focused on growth earnings grew through 2020 and 2021 its valuation fell because those earnings grew but as earnings fell in 2022 its price to earnings ratio swelled and was at about 140 times in the start of 2023 however the market does expect this to fall dramatically over the next couple of years for the full year fiscal 2023 price to earnings is set to fall to 77 times whilst 2024 is set to fall to 42 times so this value is 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 high especially when compared to the s p 500 multiple of 20 times but the market expects earnings to grow by 86 percent in 2023 hence that high valuation and of course as we've mentioned a few times now the business is still in a growth phase, hence the high valuation. Another important ratio for investors to look at is price of sales. This ratio shows how much investors are willing to pay per dollar of sales for a stock. And this is pretty good for valuing growth stocks because it is calculated by stock's last price divided by sales per share. So I think this is a key indicator for many investors looking at Amazon. Currently, Amazon trades at 2.1 2.1 times price to sales and this is half significantly from the 4.2 times in 2020 and is now lower than the average for the SP 500 which is two and a half times price to sales finally for ratios we're going to look at the company's debt to equity This is a ratio that is used to obviously evaluate a company's financial leverage, and it is an important metric to measure to what degree a company is financing its operations with debt rather than equity. We've said it a few times on the Stock Break episodes, but it is important to remember that debt can be handy and useful in in helping a company's expansion. But let's remember, we've got rising interest rates at the moment. Companies are less willing to take out debt, and if they do have debt, it's going to cost them more money. Uh, Amazon currently trades at a debt to equity ratio of just over one time. This is lower than the average for the S&P 500 companies at 1.6 times, but it is much higher than its peers, such as Microsoft, Google, and Meta, but lower than Apple. So it's about a, about a fair debt to equity ratio that we have there for Amazon. So now on to margins. First, we're going to look at gross margins at the end of 2022 gross margin was 25 sorry it was at 44% the market expects this number to stay high and grow again this year growing by more than 44% so again gross margins are, are going to be really important for amazon over the next year in terms of aiding that profitability we can also look at operating margins. The operating margins obviously measure how much profit a company makes on a dollar of sales after paying for variable costs for production such as wages and raw materials. For Amazon, operating margins came in at two point three eight percent in 2022, which is much lower than the s p five s and p 500 average of fourteen percent. But given they have such high overheads and given that it does focus on growth, plus large investments in research and development. That is why we are seeing those low margins. So after breaking down some of those numbers, let's look ahead. Firstly, we're going to start with some of the challenges that Amazon may face in the coming years. So first of all, I think I'm going to start with regulatory concerns. And the reason I want to start with regulatory concerns is because it's quite prominent for Amazon. And also in there, I'm going to put in competition as well. So firstly, it's regulatory issues do cause amazon plenty of headwinds and it has caused plenty of headwinds over over the years that have gone by some of the main regulatory issues that amazon has encountered include concerns about business practices antitrust violation monopolization of obviously big tech we mentioned it through google as well look these regulatory issues can ultimately result in legal battles, costly legal battles, and can obviously damage the company's reputation, which can obviously impact growth and profitability. So those are some key things to keep an eye out on for now. It seems that, you know, governments and antitrust have, you know, let up on big tech, but they can stamp down again at any point. So that is something to watch. Then we have competition. Amazon has, has defended its territory for the last 20 years. But, you know, we're seeing other names step up and I think it would be wrong to overlook competition, you know, and say that it, that it isn't a risk, even though they are clearly a dominant player in the space, because it is, it is still a risk. There is competition out there, you know, whether it's from eBay, whether it's from Alibaba, whether it's from Target, Walmart, all these big names, you know, Amazon must continually innovate and evolve its business model to maintain its competition and advantage and attract customers. Um, You know, competition doesn't just come from retail sales. It comes from, you know, cloud. You know, Microsoft with its Azure is really on the tail of AWS. So, plenty of competition all across the business model. So, the next risk that I really want to take into account is economic headwinds. So, we're going to have consumers spending less at the moment, and we're going to have, you know, corporate budgets being cut. That means that ultimately, you know, businesses don't have as much money to spend on. You know cloud computing like aws and of course advertising which as we mentioned mentioned earlier is a a key part of the business for amazon so we obviously do have a you know an inbound threat of a recession you know in the us and, and other global economies that would obviously see a slowdown in consumer spending and that is obviously a threat to amazon's main revenue driver which is obviously its online retail stores you know because it would obviously result in decreased sales and of course profitability you know, during times of economic uncertainty, consumers may be more hesitant to make non-essential purchases, which could ne- negatively impact Amazon's sales. And that is, as I said, also apparent on the cloud side of the business with the AWS. If, inter- if enterprises are making less money, they will obviously cut budgets and have smaller budgets to spend on updating their technology and, of course, on advertising as well. So now on to the opportunities and, and what's ahead for Amazon. The biggest opportunity without a doubt is AWS cloud computing is, as I mentioned earlier, going to be likely going to be one of the biggest trends within, you know, technology over the next couple of years alongside AI. Well, and as we said earlier, AWS is is propping up Amazon's profitability and is the market leader ahead of, you know, Microsoft and Google, you know, who are in the hunt for market share for context with AWS some of the biggest companies in the world use it we've got disney adobe mcdonalds samsung spotify and the list is endless in terms of huge businesses that use aws you know that tells me that ultimately they are doing something right they you know have you know ultimately cornered that market very well but they're going to have to continue to do that to keep market share you know aws is 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 a growing and a profitable segment and its future looks as bright as ever. With the world moving into you know, the cloud and further into the IT space, consuming more video content each year, the need for services like storage you know, and computing is, is only growing rapidly, and I think will be a key part of Amazon's business moving forward. The next area I think is, is really key for Amazon is, is Amazon Prime. It has over 200 million members as of 2022. Know, which now, if we're being modest, I think could be an excess of two hundred and fifty million. It is a huge touchpoint for consumers and is key to customer retention moving forward. You know how many people have an Amazon Prime account for you know that next day delivery. You know I know here in Australia, you know Amazon Prime is quite difficult given the size of the country, but in UK, in the UK, you know what a product to be able to have. You know amazon prime to have something the next day if you ordered it by three o'clock in most cases pretty much whatever you want but on top of that to also have you know music to have streaming it's a fantastic business model and i think will be key to their growth in the future and as i say customer retention uh, the next is digital advertising so this is an area that represents an opportunity for amazon given that they aren't a market leader You know, they are chasing the likes of of Google for market share. So Amazon has been gaining market share in the digital ad space pretty consistently over the past few years. It's a significant part of the business with over $35 billion in 2022 in revenue. And although advertising spending has slowed in recent months for Czech giants, long term, this represents a great opportunity, especially through Prime. And of course, it's streaming platform at Twitch as well. So again, you know, they may not be reaching the, the heights of Google here, but again, when you're not sort of a market leader, you do have the ability to try to innovate, try something different and, you know, try to claim some of that market share. So finally, the last opportunity that I'm going to look at is Rivian and other opportunities. So ultimately similar to when we analyzed Google they had an other bets category this is the same sort of thing that we have here with Amazon Rivian is obviously probably the key point here it was a obviously a startup an electric vehicle startup and i think that Amazon invested billions into Rivian with obviously the view of electric vehicles in the future but obviously a conscious sort of thought on their environmental footprint given the scale of its operations I think short- term amazon investment is is under pressure it's it's been scrutinized quite heavily the startup has, has struggled on earnings with its share price falling significantly however this is a long-term play for amazon and I think this applies to its other investments you know Amazon Im- invests billions of dollars into you know corporate businesses into acquiring businesses as well through AI healthcare and and many other industries as well So now we're going to have a look at Amazon's potential valuation. So this is a rough estimate based on forward guidance from Wall Street with a simple bear base and bull case scenario. Please remember that these numbers are an estimate. They should not be considered as financial advice. And again, for those listening via the podcast, there is a link in the bio of this episode to view the valuation on the presentation itself. So something that we've already pointed out is that Amazon is losing money in its retail business, given that they are still focused on growth. So I think the focus for the future is is that heavy spending on marketing, logistics, fulfillment, et cetera, that should begin to fall. And that will hopefully support the company's bottom line in EBT margins. And I think that should help you know, increase those margins meaningfully. This is a number that you can see highlighted in pink, which is currently, as I said earlier, at around about 1.94% give or take. And the bear case is that it should still increase significantly in five years to about four and a half percent. And it's important to remember that these numbers also exclude unusual items as well. Bull case, for this valuation is that we see Amazon topping $1 trillion in revenues by 2027 and that would represent almost half a billion dollars in gross income with earnings rising significantly given Amazon about a 70% upside from its current price however if that sales growth can't be reached at Amazon's sales don't grow meaningfully we could be looking at around about 820 billion dollars in revenue. $350 $350 billion in gross income with earnings at just $3.17 come 2027, and that may signify a 41% downside. So again, this is a very top level view and the numbers are just estimates, but hopefully this alongside all of the information that we've broken down today gives you a better view of Amazon. So I think in the bull case scenario, we need AWS to continue to grow that retail business to slowly you know, increase profitability and and sort of cost cuts, you know, come away from that growth period. And then I think in that bear case scenario, we're probably still looking at Amazon staying in that growth phase, maybe struggling for profitability still, may may face headwinds from regulatory concerns, competition, etc. So let's summarize everything that we've covered today. So firstly, AWS. I think we've covered it a lot, but it has become the focal point of the business and is key for Amazon's profitability. And investors will want to see profitability outside of AWS in 2023. May take until 2024 to see that, but that will be key. Free cash flow, it turned negative in 2022, which has previously been the focus for Amazon. So investors will be hoping to see some improvement in earnings in their earnings report for free cash flow in 2023. Uh Efficiency, you know, Amazon's cost cutting may be fruitful for the business in 2023. That's something to keep an eye on. Layoffs, cost optimization. Andy Jassy, the CEO, has been really key on that and has focused on that quite heavily. So something for investors to watch. Prime, we mentioned it a moment ago in opportunities, but I think it's become incredibly valuable for the business, for retention. Consumers continuing to spend more through the platform and ultimately gives them a huge moat. Competition, we've said that it is increasing, whether that's for AWS, selling services or streaming, plenty of opportunity for other competitors to to gain ground. So, you know, Amazon is going to have to continue to innovate. Regulatory concerns, they are valid. You know, they are something to watch. They may be an overhang for the stock if they do intensify, you know, over the next couple of years. And finally, its current valuation is lofty. You know we're we're currently trading at you know forward price to earnings ratio of about 70 times but prices are you know current level on the expectation for strong earnings growth in 2023 so that is it for amazon let us know in the comments if you are an amazon investor if you think you want to be an amazon investor moving forward and of course why I'm actually filming this not too far away from Amazon's earnings. So it'd be very interesting to see how they go in quarter one of this year. And of course, throughout the year, remember, of course, if you like this episode to share, subscribe, and of course, let us know what stock you want to see next. As usual, thanks everyone for listening and see you next time. Take care. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, use eToro.com.